Hello and warm welcome to Cricket Unadulterated, a weekly cricket podcast where we'll be discussing well cricket and all the drama and excitement surrounding this beautiful game. I'm Abhishek Ambulkar. I'm a software engineer by profession, currently living in Pune. I like to write about cricket when I'm not watching any cricket match or reading any books. So today we'll be discussing the cricket documentaries or docu-series we have watched and you guys can watch during this lockdown period if you're pushing the cricket action on the field. So joining me in this podcast are the two of the most passionate cricket followers I know. The fans who can identify the cricket ground and the venue just looking at the sitting arrangement or the stands. The color of the grass or even the drink which they are serving on the field. Hey, hi Abhishek. Uh, hello everyone. My name is Atisham. Uh, glad to be a part of this discussion and I have a confession to make. I'm a big cricket fan and being a part of this show, I think it's a privilege for me. Uh, hello guys, this is Manjit Gharpura here. I'm a healthcare professional and uh, thank you Abhishek for uh, having me here. It's really a privilege. Okay, so Abhishek, I think we should start by discussing a name which is synonymous with Indian cricket, which defines Indian cricket, I think Sachin Tendulkar. And the documentary that was made, A Billion Dreams, uh, I think which is one of the most celebrated documentaries in India and in Indian cricket. I think we should start by discussing that, how a boy from Shivaji Park went to represent India playing at MCG, Lord, the Vankhede Stadium, the Eden Gardens and holding the heartbeats of a billion people in India over the years, over to a career spanning over 20 years, two decades. I think it is phenomenal and uh, everyone should have this movie on their watch list. Every Indian should have it. Adesham, uh, can you please explain what did you find particularly interesting in this documentary? Uh, yeah, Manjit, it is a very good documentary and the interesting thing about it is uh, Sachin Tendulkar is himself involved in the making of this documentary. Throughout his career, at vari- the various events are explained by himself, uh, the ups and downs in his career, the difficulties he faced, the uh, positive things that he went through throughout his career, the difficult times as in when India was involved in a so-called match-fixing scandal that came up in the late 90s, how Tenzulkar felt at that time, how he came back and performed really well in the coming years, and how the death of his father affected him while India were playing World Cup in the year 1999, how he came back and performed really well. So how he coped up throughout the various highs and lows in his career, it is very well represented in the documentary and I think everyone should watch it once to get to know one of the uh, Indians that performed really well in the field of sports in India. Absolutely, it would be uh, uh, a privilege to get to uh, get from the man himself. So, uh, which is the next documentary we are discussing so, Abhishek, about? Uh, should we discuss about uh, Fire in Babylon? Because I think it is one of the oldest documentaries made on cricket and uh, it is about the quartet of fast bowlers of West Indies who dominated world cricket for like two decades. Absolutely. And uh, for those who have watched it, I'm sure they must have spotted a young Jason Holder in the first few minutes of the documentary. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) 
and uh, it's really a delight to watch so before moving on uh, to the fire in babylon uh, just wanted to ask atisham uh, right regarding uh, the it's interesting that you mentioned uh, that match yeah. fixing incident uh, which plagued the indian country in 90s right so uh, like uh, so and it was very courageous of sachin you know the leading light the shining light of indian cricket uh, to come forward and talk about that uh, that uh, incident uh, so that was be, i have felt that that needed to be addressed because many felt that during that darkest hour of indian cricket he was very silent he was not very vocal and he didn't take a stand so i'm glad that he has uh, addressed that issue the next movie which uh, everyone should watch not just all cricket fans but uh, any sports lover will uh, enjoy watching is fire in babylon so so th- uh, this is another similar movie you know west indies uh, is uh, is a group of islands Guyana Trinidad and Tobago Barbados so they were going through some dark times uh, uh, they had just won independence in 1960s if i'm not wrong 60 70 and uh, after that miserable tour of australia where uh, the, where the Dennis Lilly and Jeff Thompson but uh, if my memory serves me correct uh, they just intimidated these uh, west indians you know with short ball and uh, you know that infamous body line incident uh, just triggered in the minds of the people so uh, that was uh, another exceptional documentary which was made absolutely and it uh, summarizes uh, the way west indies uh, cricket team of the 70s and 80s how they uh, came up as a unit uh they even faced some racist comments from uh, the english side and uh have charged them up and uh, uh they really uh, made it uh, from uh, say they kind of wiped out their underdog tag and they uh, within years they were one of the strongest uh, pace attacks in the world right so uh, manjeet uh, when we were talking about this great uh, documentary which every cricket lover and sports lover will enjoy uh, i was just thinking about the, uh, another one uh, of your favorite documentaries uh, would you like to you know initiate that conversation out of that absolutely so the docu- absolutely uh, the documentary abhishek abhishek is mentioning is of course out of the ashes it's bbc documentary and uh, it was shot san uh, cricket team when they were playing in icc world cricket league division 5 so here we are in 2020 and uh, just a like they didn't have a cricket team of their own uh, just let alone a cricket team they didn't have a full fledged cricket body as well so that's how things were so it goes back to 1979 when uh, the soviet union attacked uh, afghanistan and that's when uh, thousands and in fact millions of afghans took refuge in pakistan uh, towards the northwestern city of peshawar so the, there's this refugee camp in peshawar it's called kachagadi refugee camp uh, it won't be wrong to call it the cricket because uh, of course as we know pakistan is a full member of the icc that plays test cricket so pakistan already had a well established cricket culture and uh, most of the players we have in the afghanistan cricket team right now they were uh, born as uh, refugees in the refugee camp of peshawar and uh, basically that's where they learned cricket uh, they started watching and uh, playing cricket uh, despite living in the uh, of course a refugee camp is not the place you would 
want to take uh, birth at mm-hmm. but uh, despite the adverse conditions in fact uh, uh in this book called of of, of course uh, we have this documentary called out of the ashes and uh, i purchased a book of the same name uh basically the book and the documentary they go hand in hand mm-hmm. so there is this inst- uh, there is this instance mentioned in the book out of the ashes that's when uh, it mentions that the players didn't uh, one fine day the players were short of money to buy a new bat mm-hmm. so what they did was in uh, in pakistan there is this culture that uh, if uh, if in a graveyard there is some funeral procession place uh sort of just the way we have rudalis here in some parts of india so uh, it's a culture that anyone joining the funeral procession they are given some kind of arms or, uh, or as we, we can call it a tip sort of okay. so when the players didn't have money to buy new cricket gear like bat and ball and wickets so the players joined the burial procession they cried for the uh, departed soul they were given some money by the family of the deceased and from that money they bought uh, their new bats and balls and stumps so well that's quite the kind of wrenching <laughs> so this is a team uh, which is a test playing nation now it has a, a full fledged cricket body and a, a team that has played one test match so far but uh, can you imagine just two decades back they were living in the worst of conditions and this is how they uh, managed bucks to buy new cricket equipment yeah correct uh, so atisham uh, would you like to add something to this beautiful yes. story this uh, heartwarming story uh, so i believe that i haven't watched much of it uh, to begin with but what i could understand by what manjit said was it is all about passion you have for a game or a sport for any other thing that you are involved with and passion brings in determination and results come if you are focused in doing a certain thing so with afghanistan cricket they were really focused on cricket and uh, what they have achieved is very commendable and i think no nation has seen such a progress as witnessed by afghanistan in the last two decades as mentioned by manjit and i think it is a very inspiring documentary and one should really if they want a inspiration in life and they relate to cricket they should uh, go for it and they should i think really watch it once Yeah, and uh, if we, absolutely. If we talk about this documentary, Manjit, and it would be grossly unfair if we don't talk about the father of Afghanistan cricket, Taj Malik. Uh, what an inspiration oh, he has been. Yes, I, uh, it won't be wrong to call him the father of Afghan cricket. Of course, uh, he's not uh, so much active in the field of cricket right now. I think he was their co- assistant coach during the 2010 T20 World Cup, but then he later on gave up uh, coaching and administration for uh, religious purposes. Uh, but uh, again, uh, full credit goes to him. In fact, he uh, fought uh, against the system and the culture to first of all establish a cricket body. manage funding uh, inspire the players had taj malik uh, not taken all these efforts we wouldn't have uh, yeah, right, witnessed yeah. such a brilliant rise of the afghanistan cricket team yes so guys uh, and all the listeners who are uh, listening to this podcast uh, if you are looking to watch this brilliant documentary uh, on afghanistan cricket you can go ahead and uh, watch it on youtube i think uh, the full movie is available on youtube Uh, i think free of course so you can watch this movie and tell us your views what you thought about this movie and uh, if it uh, has inspired you in some way or the other okay so i think we should uh, discuss about uh, 
another documentary that is made on a documentary or you can say a feature film that is made on made on indian cricketer uh, i am talking about ms the the untold story about the ex indian captain uh, how he came through the ranks and guided india to two world cups and a champions trophy victory people call him the destiny's child in the movie it is portrayed how his childhood was how he was inspired to play cricket and how he came from a football background and then started playing cricket and excelled in the later years of his career and how he was not bothered about being left out of under 19 world cup squad that saw yuvraj singh the likes of yuvraj singh and mohammad chef play in the year uh, 2000 right. and how he came back after that and dominated indian cricket uh, was a regular keeper uh, for indian cricket uh, to start with and then went on to become the captain winning his first tournament in his first captain assistant uh, believe me in the movie it is portrayed as uh, it is known that ms dhoni uh, was not a captain of any team before being a captain of india in 2007 and he went on to uh, win the world cup Uh, with a very young team then was given the captaincy of test and odi teams as well uh, went on to win the 2011 cricket world cup which india won after 28 years from criticism which uh, the indian audience felt while watching the movie uh, was that it is more of a hagiography so uh, i mean uh, it it ends at 2000 after uh, 2011 triumph so india lifting the world cup yeah. uh, just to address yeah. that issue i think it wasn't made as a documentary to begin with like what a billion dreams was made as uh, this was made as a feature film it doesn't even talk about his glory years as much as it should have it is just about the struggle that he went through starting right. as a cricketer and then going on to win a world two world cups that is only portrayed in the movie you uh, see the movie you think about his cricketing career there is not much of it no, there is not much of his international stint involved in the movie it is just a struggle uh, that he went through right. uh, when he started with cricket and 2011 uh, is portrayed as a ending to just portray a high point in the movie and because the movie was conceived in 2000 right. his career was still going on it was impossible to decide where to end on so one point i wanted to add is that uh, i think it was okay for the directors to end the movie at uh, the 2000 because uh, anyway uh, winning the world cup is considered to be a zenith as far as the cricketing World is concerned. That's the single biggest. Yeah. And I think going on any further would have sort of distorted the story because uh, I think uh, it's already. Uh, of course, there's a uh, some time constraints when you uh, uh, make a feature film because again, as uh, you guys mentioned, it's an uh, entertainment factor. So I think it was okay for for the director to end the movie at the 2018 World Cup victory. Right. I, I think there's one more uh, roar of the li- uh, lion. Uh, I think is it a documentary movie yes, yeah. or a, a docu series? Yes, uh, you. Uh, I was about I to bring that up. Uh, roar of the lion was uh, made as a documentary on CSK. It was about their comeback after the two-year ban they faced uh, on the uh, potential charges of match fixing. Uh, so how they came back? How the team management? Uh, They got involved with the team. How they motivated them. How they played. 
uh in 2018 uh, a year which in which csk was called as daddy's army because of the age of the players involved the average age was the highest amongst the team by a very large number it compared uh, when you talk about cricket uh, everyone was about in their 33s or 35s so uh, being an old team uh, concerning with concerning fitness issues how they went on to win the the cup ipl in 2018 how dhoni uh, stephen fleming their coach inspired every one of the player how every player with their experience understood their value for the team the performance that they brought in was commendable and the journey throughout the ipl was covered uh, how they traveled with their families and still were focused on cricket and the camaraderie in the team in 2018 that was really well portrayed in the documentary it is not a documentary you can call it uh, uh, in this new age and generation you can call it a watchable series at least so i think it is it is a must watch for every csk dhoni or indian cricket fan uh, and it's really good i really liked it absolutely and uh, i think uh, there's one more film vampit yeah manjit go No, uh, I don't have much to add. But because it was a dream comeback for the CSK, I'll make it a point to watch it. Mumbai Indians have also done something similar on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I think uh, Cricket Fever uh, is one of the uh, like proper eight-part uh, like TV series kind of format uh, which they have adopted. You know, behind the scenes, what goes on in the dressing room uh, or the training. Um, I think they have covered that aspect of Mumbai Indians, yeah. uh, similar to what uh, you were talking about. I think about they have portrayed the culture really well. Uh, the culture that Mumbai Indians follow, uh, how the team team bonding goes through, how the owners are involved, how uh, with the team and how they direct the team uh, throughout a particular IPL season. It is very well portrayed in the series that is there on Netflix as you talked about, and it is. Uh, Uh, based on the similar year on which uh, CSK's documentary is made, the uh, 2018. So 2018 IPL season, we have two documentaries uh, based on CSK and one is based on Mumbai Indians. So you can watch it parallelly and you can relate events because it is made uh, based on the same season of IPL. So that was about IPL. Uh... and uh, going back now a century almost a century back uh, let's talk about the bodyline series the most infamous one of the most infamous incidents uh, which took place in 1933 1934 uh, i think mcc's uh, england stores of australia so i think uh, such was the genius and brilliance of uh, Bradman in 1930s uh, that England had to the MCC had to resort to this tactic. Uh, I think uh, many uh, in MCC denied this claim. Many in opposition uh, in power uh, they said that they had not instruct, instructed the captain and the bowler to uh, res, uh, resort and uh, resort to these tactics. But uh, who knows what happened? Yeah, I think there are two to three documentaries available right now on. Uh, YouTube. Uh, one is the one which has been made by uh, uh, ABC, uh, and uh, the other one is by made by BBC. Uh, you can watch it. And uh, one uh, good aspect about BBC documentary as compared to ABC, which I watched recently, is it is made in proper you know docu series format. So you can actually have the actors portraying uh, Don Bradman. You have actors portraying Douglas Jardine. 
uh, Harold, uh, I think the bowler who uh, was instrumental in this tactic. Uh, so Harold allowed La- I, I think. So you can watch this uh, uh, these two, two three versions. Uh, it is readily available on YouTube. Okay. So I think. Uh... Uh, we should also we have talked about individual player documentaries and team documentaries of afghanistan and that of bodyline series then we should also talk about a recently made and more synonymous documentary uh, related to cricket today that is the test which was released on amazon prime uh, a few months ago and it covered how australia being a world dominant nation fell into uh, uh, what you can say a match fixing or sport fixing scandal in cape town the documentary is based on how they came out of it and how they came back and so one and a half years later were able to retain the ashes playing in england so i think we should talk about it as well yeah i can't imagine uh, you know imagine uh, uh, imagine some indian player uh, indulging in that sort of tactic and getting banned for a year almost a year and a half so I can't see that happening in interest. Do you think uh, it is possible? It is all about ifs and buts. I am not sure about it. What would have been done? But Australia took a very harsh step. I think it was effect of the sentiment, uh, how it uh, coped up with the Australian cricket fans, how the cricket-related fraternity felt about it, and I think they were really shocked about what went through in Cape Town, and the punishment was an outcome of it. maybe uh, it's just the way the australians like to play their cricket they like to be you know very uh, like to be very aggressive and play hard cricket you know tough yeah. cricket uh, so for them for their daily players to do and indulge in this kind of activity was really uh, you know uh, made the fans angry so that was like completely unacceptable uh, for the fans to see it. that uh, resulted in this harsher uh, and strict uh, punishment Available on Amazon. It's a very thrilling uh, uh, series. You can watch, and uh, every uh, episode ends on a cliffhanger note. So, and um, it was really good to see, you know, uh, the actual uh, what is going actually in the dressing room uh, behind the scenes of what uh, of what Justin Langer, the head coach of Australian cricket team, is uh, saying to its uh, team and uh, even the captain. You know. it was not very easy for the captain uh, to come out this uh, whole fiasco uh, so that was really commendable the way steve smith came back the, the way david warner came back uh, and and always uh, they were facing a lot of boos and lot of uh, taunts from the crowd from uh, i mean it was really heartening to see actually opposition captain had to uh, you know calm down the uh, crowds in england sometimes in australia so that was uh, not good to see you know you know david warner breaking down in uh, in press conference uh, steve smith crying like a baby that was uh, really heartbreaking to see absolutely and then uh, making a comeback in front of an english crowd which is considered as one of the most uh, brutal ones in uh, world cricket so they have the uh well they they taunt you they boo you they uh, make life very tough for you and despite that steven smith uh, the way he came back and scored uh, i guess he scored two centuries in the same test match in both innings of the test match 
because they are actually uh, so unbelievable to watch. After having a ban coming onto the international stage and uh, scoring two centuries on English soil. Correct. So I think uh, we have covered a lot of documentary docu series uh, for our listeners today. Uh, I think uh, it's a good. It's the right time now, like with the lockdown going on and no cricket action. Uh, people can actually go ahead and uh, watch these series we have uh, recommended. Uh, or if the listeners have any other documentaries uh, relating to not just cricket but any other sports, they can go ahead and recommend to us. Uh, at uh, the cricket unadulterated uh, platform on twitter and facebook um, so guys feel free to uh, give us the feedback on this podcast uh, like where we can improve and uh, i would like to thank manjeet uh, uh, and atisham for joining this podcast and discussing uh, what we are passionate about thank you manjeet atisham Thank you so much, Abhishek. And uh, one thing uh, I would like to mention before we uh, end our podcast, I just uh, it just uh, struck my mind as we as you were mentioning uh, documentaries related to other sports. So there is this Disney movie from 1993 which I watched. It's called Cool Runnings. And okay, uh, it's called Cool Runnings. It's based on it's based on the Jamaican bobsled team. So uh, can you imagine? Uh, A hot country like Jamaica competing in oh winter God, Olympics. Oh my God, that is so hard to imagine. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so actually, it was uh, different. So uh, this is a again another. This I would compare it to Out of the Ashes. In fact, uh, in the preface of Out of the Ashes, the author has made a reference to this uh, movie, uh, Cool Runnings. Uh, speaking of underdog teams making it okay. big at uh, the global stage. So this is one movie I would uh, strongly recommend. Apart from cricket, it's based on the Jamaican bobsled team and how they managed to uh, make it to the I think uh, 1988 uh, Winter Olympics in Calgary. Right, it, it is sounding fascinating. So this is one document. Yeah, sounds very intriguing and interesting. You know, uh, it, we always like a good underdog story. So on that note. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we all common for them. On that note, I think it's time for us to wrap up this <laughs> first episode of Cricket Unadulterated. Um, I hope you enjoyed this show. Thank you so much. Till then, stay tuned. Bye.